Welcome to episode 69 where Cody talks about the small things that he has. <laughs> it's your homie TS, aka C Nova. You know I gotcha. <laughs> AKA Mexican Raiden. AKA Hanko Hoop. AKA EPE. AKA the Wonton Don. AKA Quentin Quarantino. <laughs> you can find me Check on Twitter Robinson. at C Nova. AKZ. Yeah. <laughs> McCoy. <laughs> McCoy. It's your boy McCoy, man. <laughs> 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 It's your boy McCoy, aka Mister What to Do, aka Young Splash God, aka uh, No Cap Charlie, aka Smooth Job Johnny, aka Doped Up Danny, aka FBI Mike, aka Hallway Jones, because your bitch might make me her ringtone. Um, and you can find me at uh, Okay, Mister Krabs. <laughs> you can find me at Real McCoy KPZ. That's for Twitter and um, Instagram once every six years, and then you can find me at uh, Real McCoy Rebel on Snap. Chizat, you dig, Cody? At least comment of Instagram. <laughs> it's Cody. See the car and everything. everything. AKA Barrio. All right. Uh, Russ the Barman, <laughs> AKA Teddy Russ, AKA Smooth Fingers, AKA School Wars Q, AKA Kid Universal, AKA The Progenitor, AKA Russ the Bus. Man, just twist off the cap from that soda and be done with it already. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find me on the chattiest of snaps, soon to be. Chattiest snaps. Chattiest. Chattiest. It's soon to be right now. Just give me one moment. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Today. <laughs> and then on IG, C A N D I D underscore C I D I T Y. Niggas, man. And company. Um, so just so you know, uh please, please, you can be a part of our Facebook group. You can follow us on Facebook, you can follow us at uh NPC podcast or like us at NPC podcast. You can join the Facebook group at Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at Not PC Podcast, and you can really listen to us at any place you can hear things at. So that's SoundCloud, that's iTunes, that's Spotify, that's Spreaker, that's Google Play, all that good shit. Just find us, search us, Not Politically Correct Podcast, and when you get with us, please leave a comment. Please talk to us. Please tell us how shitty we are, or how great we are, because we know we're, we know we are fucking amazing. We just want to hear you and have you tell us that so that other people can also read that and then believe what you say because people are stupid and it's the internet. But please, comment, like, <laughs> rate, all that good shit. <laughs> you did. How do we differentiate the stupid people on the internet and the not stupid people uh, on the internet? No, you don't anymore. They just blend oh, okay. So what, which ones are our listeners? You've been listening to episode all 69 right. of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Charles. No. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of Charles, speaking, speaking, sports. And speaking of Charles, thanks for that, uh, that uh, loss for, was it Chelsea? Something, I don't know. He knows Premier League better. Anyways, Liverpool champion, haha, huzzah, and happiness. Okay. So, on to sporty sports, sports, like American sports, um, American <laughs> soccer, football, whatever it's called. 
Um, Brett Favre was quoted saying, Pat Tillman's another guy who did something similar, and we regard him as a hero, so I had assumed that hero status will be stamped with Colin Kaepernick as well. And not only is, uh, does T.S. agree with me that Brett Favre is the greatest quarterback of all time, but he is from <laughs> Mississippi, which is the... I'm talking, don't interrupt. Um, he is from the South, so I think that's pretty big of a uh, Southerner to like say something like that anyways. So don't... Can we mute uh, T.S.? So then... Um, <laughs> MLB planned a 60-game season starting at the end of July, so that's like over 100 games that they're not playing. But, I mean, they usually start in, like, March, you know. Right, right. I was going to say this is when, is... when is the World Series usually? It's, like, September, right? Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. July, August. So I mean... We get, like, a little brief overlap of baseball and football. Wow. This is going to be an interesting fall. Um, yeah, I used to th- like grow up thinking like it's not winter, summer, spring. You know, it's like there's football season, then hockey, then you know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's what season is it? Right. Baseball. Oh, it's hot outside. Got it. What else is going on in sports, man? Uh, well, you got uh, Nikola Jokic. Um, he from the Nuggets. You got the uh, Ronas. Oh. Oh shit. Astronier. So that's funny because yeah. they're just about. Bah, 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 bah. Oh. <laughs> that's funny because <laughs> they were just about to start the NBA season back up, and so now you got to pull a uh, dog ass up out of it. Like that's gonna actually. This is what the sucks about the Corona thing is that like that alters the dynamic of a team. Like imagine Lord for fucking bid. No, imagine Chris Middleton or some shit. Got yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go that Lord for fucking good. <laughs> oh, AKA Lord Voldemort. No, imagine he got like you know Corona next week or some shit. Our team dynamic is thrown off as much as I don't like his. You know, as much as he's I'm not I don't say I don't like him because I don't know this man. But as much as I don't think he's the player that they say he is. If he even though stats tell you otherwise, but he had one. If he gets corona, that changes the whole dynamic of the Bucks. So, you know what I'm saying? So, I, I feel for the Nuggets or anybody else who's really still, I mean, we all still living through this shit. So, you know, it sucks. And I, I appreciate the fact that they're giving us sports back, but I would prefer if they would just take a year off and everybody come back right. at the top, you know. So, Jordan had one flu game. I don't want, I don't think Jordan could have made it with, like, 30 flu games. So. LeBron beats the, beats him with the Rona game. <laughs> right, Exactly. LeBron's actually a zombie and shit. <laughs> so LeBron versus um, what's his name? Kawhi Leonard. It'd be like a zombie versus the Terminator. <laughs> That's what it sounded like when he left. He sounded like the dying. The dying. <laughs> Roddy Rich. That's him laughing and shit. Yes. Um, and then there's the lastly, um, they have the eight games um, for the NBA that they're playing with starting um, July 30th. Um, which I'm not going to read them all, but it's just fun to see that uh, the first game the Bucks are playing the Celtics. So right off the bat, I'm slightly worried because Celtics are, you know, actually consistent again. But we'll see. I mean, how would we know how consistent they are because we haven't been playing? Jason Tatum. No, I mean, like, as opposed to prior past years. Like, remember, like, 08 Celtics? Yeah. I would, I'm not comparing Lima exactly to them, but, like, you know, they I haven't was... been 08 Celtics for a while. So. I feel it. I feel it. 
Yeah. Music. Okay. <laughs> so um, oh, one more thing about sports. Um, this is really random, and I was thinking about this the other day. Um, how come we don't hear about Venus uh, Williams like anymore? Does anybody know? Um, has she has she done anything really remarkable recently? That's what I'm saying. Like, like, I haven't heard her name for like over a decade. I feel like that's what I'm saying. I wasn't sure if she had if she had retired or not. Right, like she. Okay, so her and Serena obviously came up at the same time, and in the first couple of years, they were like doing the same shit, being equally great. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, something happened, and there was no more Venus. And then Serena's like the best, the greatest. Serena started like weightlifting houses and just took over the game. <laughs> like, she became a fucking beast with this shit. Like, mm-hmm. and her sister just like. Brum, 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 brum. <laughs> so. Um. I'm I'm not sure if her passion was as much in sports and she was kind of like passing the torch to her sister type of thing because you can see she she didn't really have the same fire after a while, um, like it was just not something that she was super enthused about as far as I could tell from her demeanor and how her how her gameplay was, um, and where Serena was kind of like really pushing for um, the controversial or conspiracy. Uh, I think that's the word. Um, <laughs> part of this is that, you know, um, the whole theory of there being one prominent black anything, um, entertainer, athlete, um, person in Profit. front, and they kind of pushed Serena out there um, instead of Venus. Oh. Um, and I don't think Serena's the type to hoard her wealth. Um, she's more, she's really family-oriented, so it wouldn't be like Venus would be stepping down and would not be looked after um but i you know i think i could see it both ways but honestly this is just pure projection okay 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 because i've got projection <laughs> well no i'm just i'm i didn't i don't know if this is the right time to bring that up but i figured we were talking about sports that's been something that's been on my mind as a recent um just uh what happened to venus so um yeah that's uh that's where i'm at also, we could throw in, and you can edit this part out, Cody. If we could throw some more, <gasps> throw some more sex jokes in at any time, <laughs> please feel free. This episode sixty nine. Definitely, definitely keeping that in. <laughs> free That's what she said. You know, you, right? Boom! There you go. See Cody on top Venus. of Venus. Exactly. <laughs> Venus fly trap because she traps penises inside of her. Mouth. Okay, you're you're forcing okay. that. All <laughs> right. That's, not, that's, that's what she said. That's, that's what, Okay, got it. Cool. So, also, <laughs> Venus and Ser- Venus and Serena uh, Williams had a sister who was actually um, murdered. Um, I believe over a decade ago. Um, wow, I was gonna say yeah. had, and now it's like oh. Oh yeah, you, it was so. like it was like over 15 years ago, um, in a drive-by shooting because you know they're from uh, Compton, I believe. So, really? you, you know who spoke about this though. <laughs> The game in the song Dreams off his first album documentary, which came out January 2005, which brings us to music. So, today. <clears throat> we won't be talking about the game. At all. <laughs> EA Sports. Right. It's in the. Jack Harlow. Fuck. Ah, um, I just lost the game. <laughs> Again? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> so, speaking of uh, music, there is and three years uh, down the dream. Uh, before we go there, before we go there, yep. Um, it looks like she contracted a disease, and that's why she had to step away from tennis. 
Venus. Oh, huh. wow. Okay. What does do you know what disease it was? Um, uh, I'm probably not gonna say this correct, but it was like um, I want to say Sjogren's syndrome. Oh, wow. um, it's an autoimmune disorder. Oh, damn. That changes a lot. Okay, I feel it. Huh. I, I think it's inappropriate for me to say any jokes that are popping in my head right now. I mean, are they sex jokes? I'm drinking my coffee. <laughs> that could be a sex well, joke, sex too. Sex to me, I'll say him. Right, exactly. Give, <laughs> give them to the motherfucker that don't care. <laughs> um, Infusion. What? <laughs> That the Asian cry? Um, all right, so music. <laughs> Jack Harlow <laughs> is a is a uh, lantern. Jack o' lantern. Joaquin Phoenix Jr. Um, he <laughs> he is um you know a rapper. We talked about him before uh, last fall a little bit briefly. He signed to Generation Now, which is um, DJ Drama, his label. Um, the first act that they signed there was actually a little Uzi Vert, who's no longer signed to the record label. But um, Harlow signed to them now. He's kind of like their flagship artist now that Uzi's gone. And um, he dropped, back in March, uh, his 22nd birthday, March 13th, he dropped uh, Sweet Action, which is a little seven-track uh, EP. Now, if you listened to the episode that we talked about Jack Harlow before, uh, uh, months back, I did... I would like to say that Jack Harlow is one of the few people this day and age who I feel like can still rap. I feel like, you know, there are people who do music well and there are MCs who come up and they're very artsy and they have like a, you know, a different thing that they do and that's appreciated, but it's really hard to find motherfuckers that are bar heavy or that will give you some shit. And Jack Harlow, the young boy, is one of my um, favorites as of recent in terms of the bars. Um, and so Sweet Action uh, was kind of pushed forward or propelled forward by the single uh, What's Poppin'. That was the first thing he dropped it in January with a visual to that. And it is, uh, it really sets off this little EP. The, the EP actually itself is about 20 minutes, 17 to be exact, according to Apple Music. But it's really it's really short, really quick to get into. Quick, you can listen to it a couple times. Um, I think the shortness of it adds all the replay value. Uh -huh. The really <laughs> short. Uh, <laughs> yeah, boy, yeah, boy. Whoa, whoa. Now, well, not that, reaction, not that, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm happy for the... Yeah. <laughs> Here's a shovel. Can you dig it? All right. That's what she asked. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, she likes anal. Anywho, so <laughs> that... <laughs> we're going to... Wrong channel. Wrong totally channel. Wrong channel. Wrong That's also what she should have said. Um, so... That the EP has a lot of replay value because it's it's shorter, um, and it's a seven. Um, I feel like seven bangers on this motherfucker, top to bottom. I actually liked the the EP, um, and uh, again, it was propelled by What's Popping, which is um, um, the first single on there. So I'm gonna break this down. Um, for me, I'm gonna break it down into um, as I always do. The best songs and then best production. The songs being, you know, songwriting or where it's crafted and or bars. Um, while I'm searching for that, though, did you? How did you fellas feel about the album? Did, I know you guys uh, had a chance to listen to it. Cody, we'll start with you. Did you have any opinions on Jack Harlow, being that he's a fellow white man? 
I'm not a fan. Oh, really? Um, no, seriously? Really? Yeah. I Well, real quick, though, what you were talking before, I was going to say that his flow kind of reminds me, and that's either like I might get laughed at, but he kinda, his flow reminds me of the baby a little bit. Really? Yeah, like I can hear it. just like how it's just like he doesn't like start as soon as the beat goes, but like it's like that quickness, you know? Yeah, no. You know? I could kind of, you know, I could kind of see that a the, little bit. The only thing I can take away, like they're not bad sounds, they're just not for me, but they just every song does sound like I'm playing 2K. <laughs> like I can't get that out of my head, and I'm trying, but it's like <laughs> these are all 2K sound tracks. Yeah, I can, I can feel it. I can feel it, especially because he's younger. He's, he's kind of like. That that vibe might be a, could definitely be like a two K eighteen two K nineteen soundtrack. So I feel it. I feel it. T S, aka C. I like the album. It was um, it was upbeat. It was more fun to listen to. Um, my favorite track on there is Too Stylish. Yeah, I figured that. I, was, like I that figured one. that was gonna be yours, bro. <laughs> yeah, Too Stylish was called um. What's popping though? You said that that's the track that uh, started the EP off. It was all right. Really? Hey, it, it was yeah. I thought what's popping was it was all right. The rest of the tracks on there, I felt like were more coherent. What's popping seemed like any other of those any other rap song that's out now where he's literally just rhyming sentences with other sentences without. Uh, coherent thought you know what i mean like Like, without having like an actual topic or whatever it's just a random one-offs like i'm gonna fuck your bitch (laughs) am i with little fight like like little like one-off sentences that kind of yeah yeah it's really i would that reminds me a lot of migos because they're the first ones that i recognize to do that shit just rapping just to be rapping right and that's what what's popping seemed like to me everything else on the album seemed like it had more of a topic and he stayed with that topic and that I can appreciate but I overall I like uh, Jack Harlow I, I think he's dope I wouldn't mind listening to more dude um, the funny thing about that uh, the what's popping um, <clears throat> song is that you talk about like the one liners and, and, and how he kind of just raps to be rapping which is not necessarily always bad because that I feel like how motherfucker hone in on their skills you just gotta be able to step out of that at times um, but Jack Harlow Ended up doing a remix that came out this week um, with himself, the baby, ironically, Tory Lanez, mm. and the legend Lil Wayne. Well, and, that's what she said. Uh, Lil Wayne. Uh, Wayne's little? I, all right. I feel, I feel it. Um, <clears throat> so, in the in the song, I, and I, as, as I expected, Harlow... You know, don't, don't get me wrong. The baby and Tory Lanez really show up and they show out and they do their thing. But what I expected happened. What I wanted happened. Harlow and Wayne really showed up. That is one of my favorite Wayne verses yeah. of the last few years. Wayne really, really just he just really floated on that fucking beat. Like he didn't. It was it was like some second nature. Yeah. Like he was back in his element. You know what I'm saying? Out of everybody on the track, I would say. Um, Best verse to least best verse. Because <laughs> everybody killed it. Yeah, for everybody sure. Everybody did that thing on the track. But my favorite would be Wayne, then Harlow, then the baby, and then Tory Lanez. Really? I I would yeah. I would go Wayne, Harlow, Lanes, then the baby. I liked the baby. Really? I yeah. like 
Tori, Tori really, Tori just is so good at, Tori is one of those motherfuckers that's like, I'm not going to say he's Royce level, but he's one of those motherfuckers that put me in the mind of Royce. He's like, these niggas just rap. Like, that's they, that is that is their job, they art, they talent, they hobby, they craft. Like, Tory Lanez don't say nothing, don't rap bad. You know what I'm saying? It's almost like... He, he got potential. It's like, if he give you a verse mm-hmm. and it's not... If he give you a verse and it's not the best verse on the track, it's damn near because everybody else has something to prove. Like, Wayne, I feel like... Man, Wayne, that was just... You know, you he's the last one on the track, too, and everything. And I'm just waiting. I'm just like, please be good. Please be good. And he just come in with the... Even the way he came in with the first line that, mm, what's bracket? Like, the way he just, the, his his whole vibe, his whole aura, he just felt like old Wayne for a second. I was like, is this 08? <laughs> so the reason I like Wayne's verse the most is not just because of his usual Wayne wordplay. Because niggas code yeah. when it comes to punchlines and all that other stuff. Yeah. But he had almost an original flow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like everybody else kind of sounded the same, blended in. Yeah. That's why um I put the baby over Tory Lanez cuz Tory Lanez was just I don't know, his flow just seemed kind of forced and yeah. I don't the yeah. baby he rapped differently than what the baby usually raps. Like he had his the times where he'd speed up his cadence, yeah. slow down like the nigga really rolled the beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harlow I think had more had better bars, yeah. Which is why I put Harlow above the baby. But if the baby had equally dope ass bars that Wayne and Harlow came with, it would easily be Wayne, then the baby, then Harlow, then Tory Lanez. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, Russ, what you think about it, man? The 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 EP or the song in in general? Um. Well, I I did like um, what's Popkin's remix. Um. I kind of I I feel it's like a toss up between like um the baby and, and Tori with who would take the bottom uh pause on uh <laughs> on that song because I don't know, it's like you could argue for either, but definitely would follow the rest of the, the sentiment with Wayne being the best and then Harlow coming in. Um overall I thought the album was was pretty good. Um I thought it was pretty short though, like just the seven tracks. Yeah, that's um, what she said. I definitely thought he could <laughs> add a little more to it, but that's I would say said. my favorite uh, track on the uh, on the album was "Hey Big Head." That's I, what she I said. I found myself listening to that one uh, a couple times. So, um, and all in all, I, I thought it was a, a pretty dope album. Um, <laughs> I, I think I made the mistake of listening to Confetti first because um, I I loved Confetti the whole album. Like it was just a smooth listen through the whole thing. Um, yeah, but yeah, this album was was really 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 nice too. Though. Okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> I um, I'm gonna do my little breakdown. So with this one, uh, what's popping? First song released in January. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's funny that. <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. So it's funny that. T.S. was mentioning, like, the one-liners and stuff because I actually wrote about how he spent throughout the songs. He just dropped little one-liner gems, like, like dark hair bitch, and she looked like she go. Um, she do. That, which I didn't even mm-hmm. catch at first. My woman, my my, my lady, um, said that she's a, a, a character. This is a play on words because she go is a dark-haired character from Kim Possible, but also um, is, is a play on the word uh, going or she looked like she go. 
So I just mm-hmm. like. Oh, I forgot about her. So I remember that. I'm sorry. No, mm-hmm. no, that's oh, good. They beat me if you want to reach me. <laughs> yeah, she go. But she. that is uh, that's what I be saying when I'm talking about like Jack Harlow. Like he really got the little like the slick. His shit remind me a lot of Drake. I, and I said this months ago when we started when I talked about him the first mm-hmm. time. He were those that that is how Drake hit you with some shit. Like Drake hit you with some um. How you say that um. Yeah, what is what is a penny for my thoughts? My uh, to the uh, pennies for my thoughts, nickels for my bed, or nickels for the some quarters of the cushion, pin the lines in my head or something. He'll give you like little one liner joints, just where it's like he just drops some like real dope shit to say. Like uh, same another person who does that, uh, Young Thug. Like she stuck on his dick on the plane, so I just call her Airhead. Like those are fabulous <laughs> to do that too. Like like it's just. That's those usually people usually stick with me to be quite honest. Um, even though motherfuckers can, there's rappers like Kendrick Lamar who do the layer who will drag a whole bar into into six, but by building that layer, which is still cold as fuck, sometimes those one liners are just good to be like, damn, that nigga's sharp, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but then even in there, <clears throat> even in that track, he goes on and he don't stop there, he goes on the laces with, um, which is one of my favorite like stanzas in this whole EP. He says, <clears throat> This where my head is. I feel resentment in every direction. Even some homies be wearing, even some homies be wearing expressions. I get discouraged for, from sharing my blessings. <clears throat> we used to share a connection. Now it just feels like I'm wearing a stretching. <clears throat> I'm getting real sick of taking advice from people who never could stare at reflections. Like, bro, that little, it was so, and the song is such a boppy ass song, such a bounce. <clears throat> you might not catch that shit, but he just real quick or just, and he don't force it. His cadence don't, cadence don't really got to do too much changing. He don't got to jump in your face with it. <clears throat> shit um but he, he'll give you like some st- really strong bars and I really fuck with him for that um <clears throat> another another song I wanna see some ass the bars he just was like <clears throat> take my n- <clears throat> Gee, hold on pause please cut this out Cody <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> throat> swallow that's what that's she said okay put that back in uh, also that's what she said <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> <clears throat> All right, motherfucker, let's go. <clears throat> so, and uh, I want to see some ass. He goes, take my number down. You can hit me if you if you need something. Says she got three sons. Do you want four? Cause I need one. You <clears throat> do you got horse? Cause I can be one. Going all night like reruns. Like the look, the dude. <sighs> That was one of my favorite bars out there when he was like, she got three sons, do you need one? Right. I, or, right, exactly. I, I need one or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she, got, was, she oh, got three sons, do you want four? Because I need one. Like, first of all, he just he just threw all them numbers in there. Like, it's just slick, bro. He just like, the little kid, the, the kid is fucking slick, bro. He's fucking slick. I just see Nas in the corner like, elementary, my dear Watson. <laughs> Looking at with a quill and shit. Because Nas is usually like, the square root of pi is... Right. Right. The color green. Even though even though that thirty three Jesus thing from one mic was released. Yeah. Um, but mo- even more bars like uh the Do you song- want me to cut that part out too? No, no, no. Smells like incense. Um he was like Teen Spirit. <laughs> he was like, I got a chick and she a bit dim with it. But she real pretty and she slim thick with it. She let the whole imprint hit it. Now I'm cool. I ain't got no real interest in it. Like the the multi-syllable bar, like, it, that shit, I don't know, man. There's something about the way this man, and he don't, he doesn't have to do much to give you the shit. It's just like if you just 
listening, it's a bop and it rises, and then you'll just hear some shit fall in your fall in your lap. That's what she said. Where, <clears throat> <clears throat> where you like, damn, this nigga said that, running back. Or when he was like, my dogs ride for me, yeah, they on board. Treat the two four beat just like a longboard. Two four is a producer. Treat the two four beat just like a longboard. Fire code at the show. They want an encore. Like, it's it's not super hard to understand that he riding the bleat, riding the beat, and that you know he got the house packed. But it's just like, I don't know. He does it with such a finesse or a very like like a swagged out bar. It reminds me of people like Fabulous and shit like that. So that's why I fuck with Harlow. Um, more and his bars, the bars just continue continue throughout the um the EP. Um, out front is one of my favorites because of the chorus. Just that, go and play that shit. Mm-hmm. Just the chorus got a whole whole bop to it on out front. Um, hey, big head. I mean, that nigga is fucking going hard with like the bars. Like when he said the shit. Um, he said, he said, seen that bitch and we ain't seen that bitch and we ain't impressed. Thick brunette and she came from Lex. Phone got bugs and it ain't insects. T- Feds tuned in when I send my text. Like it's not. He ain't going too hard or over something where you, where you gotta be like, damn, that just went over my head. But he dropping little like great one-liners, like phone got bugs and they ain't, ain't insect. Like it just little slick, little shit, slick player shit, bro. Um, I think one of the best written songs on here has to be once, which is weird that I'm saying this because it's just really twelve bars or so repeated. Once May comes, mm-hmm. it's the last song, and I like this song because it's bright, it's refreshing, it's happy to end the project. Um. And what he's rapping about, and he's rapping about like what great things the future has to offer, which is nice to hear from a nigga that's 22 years old with all the things going on. You know what I'm saying? Like he's really <clears throat> kind of being positive in a, in a heavy um, time that we in right now. But <clears throat> again, it's the chorus and the bridge on this one that carried the song, um, which is weird because I can't really differentiate what's chorus, what's bridge, what's bar because it's right. the same 12 but i like if even if it's just one big bridge and hook repeated i like the whole shit i like what he's saying and i think um it's a nice um little outro for the whole project uh production wise at first i try to i usually try to pick things apart um you know my favorites out of each in terms of song production but what i realized is when i was trying to pick these apart uh my favorite here my favorites here are really all seven because all seven are very perfectly produced and each beat has something um, that I love. So what's popping? The working element in this beat is the erratic piano sample. That's like the backbone of the bounce for the whole song. You feel what I'm saying? Uh, it's simple enough yeah. that we have like room to pay attention to, to the bars and delivery. You like? Does that make sense? Like it, it, it's not a lot going on in any of the beats. It's just usually a nice set of drums and a good melody and or synth in the back is not a lot of sonics or a lot of layering on these. Like, I don't think these are 25-track beats, you know what I'm saying? It's just simple enough where it's hard, but, um, you know, simple. She said? It, it is. Simple is better, though, you know what I mean? <laughs> That's so, what she right. <laughs> Too stylish. Uh, the synth in this song is very hypnotizing. Um, the, it, it works well because it's layered with mostly just nothing but the 808s. Um, and so again, they keep the simplicity behind this record, and that makes it a nice little, nice little bop. Yeah, but not enough heartbreaks. Right. <laughs> um, I want to see some ass. That that tempo. That's it, what she said. It is what she said. No, actually, it's what he and she said. Um, <laughs> the tempo is very. 
upbeat and it has a it has a great dance vibe to it. It has like a little like Mexicano Marachi band type of dance, like type of like feel in that high pitched guitar. Um, so I liked that's what I liked about that beat. It makes you want to dance, so I can see why he might have named the song. I want to see some ass. Uh, smells like incense has a super eerie like percussion based synth of some sort that I couldn't really pinpoint what it was, but it was like still simple. Uh, with another simple drum pattern, and again, works for simplicity. Out front has a low frequency sample with the layer of a, a simple organ. So, like, organs in, like, some type of low, like, low frequency uh, sample. I couldn't tell if it was, like, um, something from the 50s or 60s that they just kind of, like, turned down um, and just, like, pulled up the, the mid, low mids um, frequency just to kind of give it, like, a muffled sound to it. But the drum loops makes for um, another example of more is, or less is more. And it just, he, can, he repeats this and has a pro, to, the producers repeat this the whole EP. Um, hey Big Head. Hey Big Head probably one of the, outside of what's popping to me, even though I know T.S. didn't like it, what's popping, that beat was really like the hardest thing to me. Um, hey Big Head is probably my favorite beat though because it's rapid 808s. Rapid 808s with a dark bell tone um, and some synth. Uh, it had, it's one of my favorite beats on the album because of that and Again, it's just a few layers of Sonics. Um, so we pay attention to some of the hard bars that he dropping in that motherfucker, which is, that's that's another song that's like, like what's popping, which is just the, it's barred up. It's just like a bunch of one or two liners and then, you know, he's just talking to shit. Once May Comes, this beat is oddly satisfying. And it, and that's weird for me because at first I didn't even know if I liked it. Because they got this like electric, like zip, zap, zap sound that zips across like the beat in the background. Like this really... Uh, weird electric uh, zap that clashes for better or for worse with the light island flute that they got going on there. So when it comes together and you like listen to the EP a couple times because you can get back to the song real quick because it's only 17 minutes total. Um, it does come together with the bass synth and the super rhythmic percussions that they add. And so somehow his producer pulled it off, but that could have been a, a, a failed beat <laughs> if you ask me, but I'm rocking with it at this point. Um, overall, though, for me, uh, the young boy Harlow, he's just a great MC, man. Like, but also, and maybe even more importantly, in today's climate, he's just a good songwriter. He has a knack for very simple yet infectious hooks, man. Um, yep. And that serves as a appetizer for the main course, which is usually his bars. I mean, like his hooks are very bouncy, and they're gonna you're gonna be able to hear those on the radio. But I mean, if you give him the opportunity once you get past the hook, he's gonna give you some some meat and potatoes. Pause, <laughs> um, because um, he gonna have some 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 shit to say, some bars to say. He gonna give you some bars, um, and with the cadence that he has, see, it's hard for me to get into a lot of the newer music because I like rapping along to the songs, which makes it hard for me to rap along with or like um, Young Thug, for instance, because I'll have to listen. Over and over and over and over and over and over again, just to catch one bar that he said. So that way, when that one part in the song comes up, I can say that one bar, and then the rest of it is just humming and bouncing along with it. <laughs> with this Jack Harlow stuff, you can you hear what he's saying. He's articulate. He has a dope ass little flow that he does on everything. I don't think he sounds monotonous or anything. He, he, yep. Like these are songs that I could easily memorize if I listen to it enough and I can rap along with. Yeah. Unlike, um, man, who's the cat that we listen to? ADHD, Joyner Lucas. Yep. Mm -hmm. Articulate, dope ass bars, but the type of flows that he have, like, 
it, I couldn't catch on fast enough to memorize anything. And I guess part of why I like artists is because I can memorize some of their lyrics and I can rap along with them. If I can't rap along with you, I you're a bad listener. Huh? <laughs> so that means you're a bad listener. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, my Cody ears be too, too high. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> flip that switch next to your ear. What's that? I forget what? sometimes yeah. too. <laughs> What's that saying? One be like, you gotta listen a little harder so you can catch up or some shit like that. Or, um, yeah, I ain't, I ain't talking too fast. You just listening too slow. I ain't talking too fast. You just listening too slow. Some shit. Yeah. yeah. Shout out. Even when he mumbled through that, I heard what he said, and I can say that with him. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I think um, this EP is not gonna change the world. I don't think it's meant to do any of that either. Um, but if you're looking for some, like, good pop, radio-ready, like, raps with some heavy bars, um, content. You can play basketball video games, too. Right, exactly. If you play, like, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you want to listen to, like, you want to play, like, NFL Street Volume 4, soon to be released at that. <laughs> um, you, for the PS6. Right, exactly. Um, if, but if you really want some good pop, radio-ready, like, fr- like, raps, with heavy bar content, which I want to point out, I think that is what makes one a goat eventually. This is for you. Yeah. Um. So I give this one a solid eight. I wouldn't put it over an eight. I wouldn't do more than an eight, but I think it stops at eight. Um. A little bit more. It was a little bit more than seven point five to me because it's a high replay value. Um. So I'm gonna give it a solid eight. Megaphones, man. Would you think he would have ordered or got more megaphones if it was a 12-track joint? I was thinking about that. What would... I guess this is going to be the question for me from now on whenever you do your megaphones. What would this artist have to do for this project in order to get a 10? So... so, What is he lacking? So, okay. Perfect that you would point... That you bring that up. Here's my issue with this. I mean, it's a little EP... It's a little, you know, feels like a, a could be a mixtape. There's no, there's not really in this one a lot of anything outside of bravado and like uh, or or, or um, some like bragged like docious type of like uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like you like we were talking about the one liners and him just giving us the quick boom boom boom. It's just a lot. It's just like punchline rap, which is cool. But there's no storytelling. There's no uh, tracks with a lot of thought in a sense of... It's like he can rhyme and he has a flow, but there's, right. like you said, no story. Right, there's no story. putting anything together. There's no topic, so, no topics on which I'm not a nigga that says you got to have a whole bunch of that shit on you. I, I be one just hear niggas rap. So, but at this point, he's proven... what he did. Right, which he's proven he's done that. But in order for shit to really be wholeheartedly... High rated, you gotta be have all the bases covered. So he's told us on this day he can rap, and he's gave me some music I can ride to. But he hasn't done much outside of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, same kind of same thing that uh, that Joyner Lucas did. Only the only difference between this and what jo- and Joyner getting a seven point five is that this shit rides a little bit easier than Joyner. This this is remember yeah, how this is easy replay to exactly. It's that replay value. It's that replay value that I want to come back to. Because I can brush my teeth and the album will be done. <laughs> that too. I mean, <laughs> that too. That too. I mean, it's like it's it's really, um, it's enough here to for for you to. It's like an appetizer. It's a sampler, and I would you know 
like to see where his, you know, next album or, you know, next project that's full-blown, where that goes. But that's the only reason I'm keeping this at an 8, because there's no, it's not, it's good rap. It's good rap, but there's not a lot outside of good bars. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. I, want, I want it to be, built, be flushed out and built out a little bit more. So if he wanted 10 megaphones, he would have needed a couple more tracks, and he needs at least one track where he sticks to a life topic or just any topic? Any t- any topic. If he wanted to talk about doing drugs, give me a whole three bar, three verses, a chorus. You can even throw your little bridge in because you're good at your bridges and your choruses, but I need you to stick on topic and, and build some shit out and flush some shit out. You can't just tell Theology. me that you- Right, like you just don't, you can't just keep telling me that you want to um fuck my bitch. Like I get it. Like you just can't keep telling me like you know that your whip is, you know, new. I get it. That's cool. That's cool to put it in a bar to make it sound cool. Now, and I'm with all that shit. But um the classics and, and shit that is uh really the great shit, you gotta flush it out. You know what I'm saying? I'm a, so for, somebody like uh, Lil John can never get a ten out of ten. Not from me, not as it, not as it stands. No. Now, I'm gonna reference something that I did. Some uh, one. He doesn't yell loud enough for you. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna reference something. He doesn't that, yell with emotion. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm gonna. <laughs> so affirmative. Right. <laughs> indeed. Indeed. Um, I uh, earlier in one of my favorite albums this year, you guys all know, um, a written testimony. Um, by Jay Electronica. Jay Electronica got a 7.5. And here's why Jay Electronica got a 7.5. Him, 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 and, him, <laughs> him and Jack Harlow are flipped. He, uh, Jay Electronica, for sure, is a, is a rapper. rapper. He can rap. He's <laughs> the negative. <laughs> um, but he is... He don't give you a lot of shit that you can just ride to, that you can just take in sonically, or that you can bounce to. He gonna give you bars, and he gonna give me the stories and the stuff that he need, like, like I still listen to that when I get when I need some church in my life when I need my soul to be cleansed I go back and I play that album. Life of Pablo. That too, but um, but <laughs> but on the flip side, Harlow doesn't give me any soul cleansing at all. He just give me like yeah, bitch. Like I, I do feel like a cool ass nigga when I listen to the young boy, but I don't feel like my life ain't changed. You know what I'm saying? And so mm. you need some. We gotta meet for the classics. The classics help you meet that in the middle or, you know, do both of those, you know, greatly, you know what I'm saying? So that's how I feel. So that's why this that's why this one sticks as at an eight. And that's why, you know, uh, written testimony at a seven point five. Those are the criteria. So I'm T S is it starting to make sense for you? You see where I'm coming from when I start to like give these ratings? Took it from that's what she said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I just so you, so y'all can kinda I'm still gonna ask every time yeah, like, for sure. what what the artist is like gonna it. have to in order to get 10. Yeah, for sure. Like, where where did the project lack? Yeah, for sure. And if they came with that, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I'm sure. going to ask every time. Got it, got it, got it. Okay, that's where I'm at. And now it's time for Wrestleprocity. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wrestleprocity. So, I don't know how many I really things I'm going to get out of this. Uh, but uh, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> lately, the the topic has been, you know, Black Lives Matter. You know what I'm saying? I get it. Uh, no one deserves to die. No one 
accused of anything should die without being tried and convicted with the penalty for their deed being death, if that's what it comes to. Um, no one should be killed because of their skin color. Um, nobody should be killed due to their religious differences. Um, and of course, all of this is, is, is usually just my personal opinion, but I don't feel it's, it's right that anyone in the seat of power should feel like it's okay and safe to kill another human being because they have any form of power or authority. Police brutality and the murder and lynching of black people is terribly gruesome and wrong on so many levels. So I hope, hopefully we can all agree that this is just things that I'm just reminding you of and that should be fair, uh, fairly universally true, right? Yeah. Um, that being said, I don't want to talk so heavy about the whole Black Lives Movement, um, the current things we're going through as far as the protests and things of that nature, but Let's talk about another side of these lives that should matter. Um, men and women. You know, I approached this uh, topic before, um, but recently the outcry from specifically black women to black men alone has been really deafening. Um, black women expressing their feelings about not feeling safe, not feeling supported, not feeling protected, not feeling taken care of not being allowed to express themselves without the resort of, oh, you're being too aggressive or you're too loud, you're too angry, you're too sad, you're crazy, you're too strong, you're acting like men, um, being degraded and, and imitated, not being celebrated and loved like they should. Um, and then we often underestimate the insight, uh, intuition, of course that word comes up, and support our better halves provide until we lose them. You always uh, remember things or you always reflect and, and really think on things once you've lost it um, because you now have the, <laughs> the freedom to do so. Um, as I've heard somebody say, um, when we have it in our face, we don't recognize it, but once we've lost it, we realize how much of an effect it had in our lives. And so then we, uh, we're supposed to do better for the next one, right? Yeah. Okay. And for there, I say it's a big maybe because generally there needs to be a shift in the perspective and the perception of women, especially our women. Um, blatantly using women for a specific need or desire is um, pretty shitty if you, if you uh, ask me, especially if it's not made known up front. I mean, even in um, what Iceberg Slim's book, uh, First rule of pimping is that all parties involved should definitely know about all parties involved. Um, and then they need to know the direction and the point of the relationship that's being established. Whether it's friendship, friends with benefits, one night stands, a dating relationship, an open relationship, aiming for marriage, as well as being honest if those desires suddenly change. Um, communication is always, you know, should be the forefront of everything because um, that helps build trust. If you if you can't talk to me and you can't be real with me, then I can't trust anything that you're saying or not saying. I feel it. And also, I mean, I think, um, and I guess this, how do I put this? And watching a lot of, a lot more TV shows and movies and things and analyzing how relationships and things work out, um, I've started to notice that main characters 
will be rough around the edges until they um, meet that one person to help smoothen them out. It's mm-hmm. a balance. So even the more most aggressive of men or women, they mm-hmm. connect with that one person, and that one person tells them how to chill out. And then they become, I guess, a, a, a better, more well-rounded, I guess I should say. Mm-hmm. But for those that are um, single, they don't really have that extra balance to them. So I don't think... I think if you're single, you have a right to be a little bit more aggressive or however you want, over the top, because you don't have somebody else kind of checking you, you know? Why would you check yourself? Mm-hmm. It's I was gonna say, I don't think you're, I don't think you, it's, you don't have a, I don't think you have a right, but I don't think it's wrong because it's not like, I want to say you don't know any better, but you still owe it to yourself. I agree, but, um, Maybe it's more excusable for me if I see some. If you're single and you're acting out, it's a little bit more excusable because you don't have a sounding board. You don't have somebody that's with you every step of the way to be like, yo, I don't think you should have did that, or somebody to help work with you, like a coach almost. Not saying that my wife is my coach, but I guess we kind of coach each other. If we see something that the other person is doing that's a little off, we work with that person daily. It's coming from the it's yeah. coming from the engineer who's like, you know, if I get this project done with less manpower and it's just me <laughs> and no help. Nah. Yeah, true. True. I mean, even then, if I wasn't with um if I wasn't with Jamie, I would be a hell of a lot more independent. Not that I'm not independent now, but um and I would say in the beginning of our relationship, I was way too independent. And that would cause rifts between us because I wasn't allowing her to be a part of the relationship. I was taking care of everything possible and just telling her, yo, don't worry about it. I got it. I got it. I got it. But she didn't have a need. Her showing me that she needed to be needed helped me in other aspects, like with projects and engineering. I can complete projects more efficiently if I rely on other people's strengths. Would I rather me do it? because I know it's going to be done right? Yeah, sure. Is it worth the stress? Maybe not. But again, yeah. I didn't learn that until I was in a relationship where somebody's working with me on my flaws daily, you know? Yeah. I was going to say that to me that... Re- I was just going to say it relates to, like, if you want to build a house, for example, it's like, you if you can do it on yourself, you know you can do it. You know, faucet might leak a little bit or you know, the walls creak or something like that, but hey, you built a house and it stands up, but if you get help with it, then, you know, it's more solidified. It's going to be up longer because you had help with people who... That's what you said. Right. (laughs) And my thing is, we don't give our bodies and our minds and even our spirits enough credit. Um, There are warning signs, there are things that tell us, yo, we shouldn't be doing this or this probably ain't the right way to do this. Um, but we constantly ignore those and just do it because I got this. I think I can do it. I got this. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some cases we may, but in some cases we may be causing our own destruction and demise. Um, it's just like lifting weights. If you listen to your body and you really focus on what what you're doing as far as the form, your body will tell you, hey, yo, this ain't right. This form ain't right because of this pain here. And sometimes we ignore those because we figure out, we figure it's just the part of the pump when we're just not knowledgeable enough about 
the move we're doing. And that's what I think should be your single time. You should be using that time to really hone yourself. Of course, getting into a relationship, you're not necessarily just honing yourself. You're uh, adapting to the relationship so that both parties can um, balance and be in balance with each other. Um, the thing about um, being single that I'm learning now um, is that um, this is a time where I really can focus on myself and be like, yo, you know, what, what do I really think? What do I really love? What do I really hate? You know what I'm saying? And really learn myself and take the time to do so. Not everybody takes that chance. They figure it's just the time for me to be free and just do whatever I want when that, you know, it, it, it is that time if that's what you want to use it for. But sometimes you got to gotta grow up, you know? You, you can't just be out here just wilding and being aggressive and doing whatever you you want just because you have that um, freedom. Um, if I go I to the box for a minute... Conscious, I don't think it's a conscious thing where people... Like, your original point was that um, women, black women, feel like we're not loving them as much as we should because we'll say that they're too loud, um, they're too angry, they're too aggressive, and maybe that applies for the black men or just men in general, whatever. But my point was that a lot of the, a lot of the people that I would consider are too loud, too aggressive, annoying, or whatever, a lot of the times... These are single people. These are single people. They don't have somebody to check them on their shit. They're just, they're living their best life. They're living for themselves because that's all they have to live for at that moment. It, I think it's harder for one who is single to understand how they affect people um, versus somebody that's in a relationship. Because when you're in a relationship, uh, I mean, yes, when you're single, you have uh, relationships with brothers, sisters, friends, and all that other stuff. But for the most part, your day-to-day life, you you just have to look out for numero uno. That's it. But when you're in a relationship, you're constantly in your mind thinking, well, if I do this, this is how it's going to affect her. If I do that, this is how it's going to affect her. And this mindset, I think, carries over into everything else. You're con- Because you're constantly thinking, how, what if I do this? How is it going to affect this other people? How is it going to affect this group of people? You're reiterating my point, though. What I said as far as being single is that you should be focusing on yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're really just restating what I'm saying. Um, okay. In a relationship, yeah, you do focus on um, how to be um, compatible with the person that you're with. Um, in the single, in single space, and I'm not saying that everybody is like this. I'm saying everybody chooses to do whatever they want freely when they're single. Um, they do what they want, they do what they feel, they, they do whatever they feel is their best life. And I'm saying we probably need to, and it would be best to change the perspective and the perception of what that best life is. Because a lot of people, they just feel like, you know, just being free and being loud and being, you know, um, uncontrolled is a freedom. And it's not necessarily being free, is what I'm saying. Because you can get shackled and chained to other things that you really didn't have to be exposed to but because you was big and bad enough to do it and you figure out it's my freedom, I'm growing, I do what I want, you got tangled up in other things. That's what I'm saying. All things may be free, but they're not all expedient, is what the Bible says. So I do have the freedom to do whatever I want, but is it really what I need to be doing right now? Is it, is it really benefiting me in any kind of way? If I'm living yeah. my best life, am I really, really trying to bring out the best life I can, I can have? 
kind of like just because I can do something, does that mean I should do this? Should, right. See, I, and so okay. getting back, but I was gonna say like the the idea of living, you know, living your best life. I mean, it really depends on what you what you are doing. I mean, like if we're talking about how one would tend to interact with somebody like more quote unquote aggressively while single, I think that might be, you know, that might end up having like a negative connotation, how you move forward, how you progress. But I think the some of that, you know, the idea of that freedom or getting to see, you know, getting to see different things that you might be away from while being in a relationship or pulled back from. You might get mm-hmm. a new person. If you were doing something prior to, then you stop doing then you go back to that, you now have a different perspective or you now have a different way of tackling, um, you know, even even just, like, different friendships. Like, you might be, you know, certain relationships tend to cause people to fall back on different friendships because it's opposite sex, things of that nature. And then you can, you know, after that relationship ends or whatever, you might come back to that, you know, and be like, yo, I know how to maybe interact with somebody who's of the opposite sex, who's just a friend, and it not be too much, or it be, you know, something that I, or, like, now, um, because I lost this friendship, and I don't want to lose that again, I know how to now interact and carry, you know, on, um, um, you know, a friendship with the opposite sex in a manner that Mm -hmm. is conducive to me being a good person. You know what I mean? Like, so you do, so, I mean, so being, being free or having that freedom um, can definitely be a positive or give you like a positive um, push forward um, depending mm-hmm. on, you know, depending on just what it is that you're looking at, um, you know, doing or, or the, the freedom that you are allotted, if that makes any sense. Right. So. right. Everybody has their own perspective of what freedom is. I'm not taking that away from yeah, anybody. For sure. um, like I said, you, you, you can have, uh, you can do whatever you want. And that's what, that's the, the, um, the mindset most people have. Um, if you come out of a relationship and you go right back into the same things as if nothing has changed, I feel like either you weren't fully yourself or allowed to be yourself in that relationship or <laughs> you there's been no growth. Like, if you could just go back and be like, oh, yeah, just jump right back into this and not feel some kind of way, um, I really have to question you as a, as a human being. Like I said, we really underestimate the power of our mind and our bodies Um as we um, advance in life, um, <clears throat> you, like you said, there should be a change in perception of some things. And if you really listen to your body, like like you were saying, the whole being aggressive towards people if you're single and and it sometimes drawing a negative um, vibe or kind of or, or or consequence. Um, if you're unable to recognize that, even just the change in your vibe, changing your emotion, the change in your energy. Um, that's something to be said. That's something that's very um, critical to your to your growth and to your to your mindset. Um, knowing that doing certain things or being with certain people brings down your energy. Um, having dealt with depression and dealing with depression, I know that certain things that trigger me, I can't really go around them anymore. And having learned that, I I learned what my triggers were, and I learned what things help me to get out of that mindset so that I'm not sitting in that low place all the time. Um, you have to, I say you have to, but, you know, it really is your choice, but there has to be something that changes in you to be like, yo, I can't do this no more, or there has to be a different way to approach this or to um, 
get the things that I need without venturing down this road. Uh, getting back to the whole um, treatment of women and black women, especially, um, there were some things that I saw online that um, was very interesting to me. <coughs> it was saying, you know, allow black women to be soft as this world is forcing them to be hard. Allow black women, uh, black women to be vulnerable as this world is forcing them to be impregnable and fortified. Allow black women to be emotionally safe and secure as this world is forcing them to be hollow, reclusive, uh, reclusive and taciturn, or just not not speaking out in general. Um, and it was it was interesting to me because um, a lot of the black women that I know in my life are strong. They're strong black women. They they, they take care of things. They get things done. Um, they're 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 um, accountable for their actions. They're responsible. They. Um, take responsibility for things and they, they, they really um, make things happen. And it was interesting for me to look at it with a different perspective. Like, in this situation, they maybe don't have to be as strong. And is there nobody that can help them, you know, just relax and, and be soft in this, in this, um, in this situation? Um, and there's not to say that they're aren't black men in their lives who are allowing them the chance, but um, you do see when they need to use their strength, but there's also chances when you see the men in their lives step up and allow them to be soft and be protected, and they stand forward and lead them through things. So um, there definitely needs to be a change in that in that perspective and that perception um, as we've, we've kind of pigeonholed them into this superwoman uh, position when sometimes they just want to be lowest lane. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's um, there's been some stuff going around where they were saying like, um, and I don't know if I agree with agree or disagree with this article, but they say kind of like men, black men are like um, the white people of black people. If that makes any sense. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've seen that article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get ready for this. So, so white people, the black people. Yeah, yes. So what the hell does that mean? Right. Well, they're basically saying that black men are like entitled when it comes to black like black people. We feel black heterosexual black heterosexual men are like the white people of. And by and sorry, Chloe, when I'm saying white people, I mean like the Karens, um, the cannot speak to your manager types. Um, we are, the article says that we feel entitled to having things the way we want things in terms of the way that we treat, um, black women, um, uh, especially, and even the children in our life and, or, um, uh, gays and trans, like, we are pushy, we, um, kind of like, according to this article, we, we are pushy, we are demanding of women, um, we feel like things should be our way. This and third, we talk down mm-hmm. upon gays and trans and things of that nature. And so, um, they say we are like the white people of the black um, society, if you will. Right. Um, that sounds hilarious because when you say the white people of black people, I think you mean like Cody is the white people of black people. <laughs> <laughs> I think I meant like Michael Jackson. <laughs> 
But um, <laughs> yeah, it's a very, it's a very interesting article. But I, sometimes, sometimes I can kind of understand what they're trying to. I don't like that what they are saying. The label, I don't like that shit. But I get the vibe that they're trying to convey. Sometimes, um, so I kind of, I, I do get that because I feel like women sometimes we can be very, um, especially to black women, we can be. Um, what's the word? I want to, I want to say we can be very <sighs> cold to, to the, to the actual feelings of, um, black women at times, at times. Mm-hmm. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of this article and I'm also not a fan of black men should be like people telling us what we need to be doing as black. I don't like any of that because you can't tell me because I'm a black man and I should be doing anything. All I got to do right. is be black and stay black and die. Like, you can suck my dick. But... Hopefully live. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Right, right, for sure. Um, But, so, I do kind of agree with the idea of um, how we are the 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 motion or the or lack thereof that we actually give to black women or allow them to um, give to us in a safe space or a safe manner and critically <laughs> take that in. I do believe that there is some um, there is some room for growth because we don't. Um, I feel like a lot of times we don't take the feelings of our black women seriously mm-hmm. enough. Um, yeah, because and I think that that can cause um, that causes a disconnect and a kind of a further distancing of the sexes at moments where we need to to be thinking or moving like a unit, you know, like times like now. So <laughs> units, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of I kind of agree with the idea that um, we not that we are the the white people, the black people, but that we <laughs> that there is some lack, there is some lack on our part of how we. Um, you know, emotionally interact with black women? Are we allowing them to really get their point across? Are we calling everything nagging? And then that, and then that kind of goes back to me and like, well, are they fucking nagging? No, so I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of yeah. So yeah, and then we don't believe in the first time. It it always takes a few times for them to be crying out, and then we 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 start to pay attention, but we're still cautious in our paying attention to them um, instead of being. Um, quick to to come to their defense and come to their side, right. um, and it, I mean it's it, it is both ways though because at times you like you know um, you get called the white knight and then you you are discouraged from doing those things. Um, it, it's it's um, what's it called? I think it's called like the I think we talked about this before. It's like the, the superhero syndrome. Like um, we see somebody in help or in the, who needs help, and we look around. Because it's like, oh, somebody will help them. Right, yeah. Somebody will help them. Yeah, you yeah. know, and it's just a bunch of people. Mm. And somebody helped them, but but right. nobody actually. It was a something effect, yeah. Yeah, because we're yeah. all, yeah. all so busy thinking that somebody's going to help them that nobody's actually jumping out there to do what needs to be done. You just Right. So, yeah, no, and that, yeah, it's it's a really, uh, a really um, delicate balancing of am I giving too much um Mm-hmm. Am I am I not caring enough, or am I caring too much in allowing somebody, um, you know, whether it be a black woman or anybody of the nature, to 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 um, run over, you know, run over me or play me? Because that, you know, there are still bl- bad uh, female human beings who happen to be <laughs> black people. So you know, sometimes you know those 
<laughs> those broads got to, you know, get told about themselves, too, so. <laughs> right, right, Intuition. right. Intuition. Right. <laughs> and in the same token, you know, um, with the black women's lives mattering. Um, for sure, for sure. Also, us men, you know, what about us men? Um, I made the joke uh, about a year or two ago about the women in my life informing me of what they had me listed as in their phone. Mm. And so the joke included about being listed as um, the food guy or the movie buddy or not even being saved as some people don't save numbers in their phone and they just Mm. save text streams or whatever. Um, to which I would then tell them, okay, cool, and then I will act accordingly. Um, just so se- everyone is on the same page. As, as I stated before, all parties involved need to know all parties involved in their involvement. And so previous love interests or sex interests or whatever interests you want to call them, um, and, and friends would often tell me I was kind of rude to treat people how they described um, our, relationship, our relationship or lack thereof. Um, to which I would pride, um, well, if you went to a burger joint and requested a burger and they gave you a salad, how happy would you be with what you received? You can't treat people like salad in this case and get mad when they refuse your treatment because they feel like they deserve better or are better. You especially can't be upset when someone else treats them like a steak or something of high value. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people will use you for what they can because because they can and because you allow them. We allow what we accept, and that often determines the standard with which people treat us. I agree. Definitely a firm believer in uh, people will only treat you how you allow them to treat you. So Mm -hmm. if they're used to uh, using you and you allow them to use you, they're going to continue to do that because you accept it. You allow it to happen. And until you cut it off, they're never going to see you much more than that. I, I, I don't. I can't say they will never, because maybe they will realize what they're doing. But um, how do you realize you're doing something wrong if you don't feel that it's wrong and nobody's correcting you on it? Right, right. And like I said, you know, we can still go back to the whole, you know, the, the intelligence of the body and, and the, the intuition of the mind thing. But... Honestly, people kind of know they're using you when they're using you. They may not feel like it's a bad type of use because of what they're they're asking for, and because you you know, well, I'm I'm not being mean to them. I'm not you know just doing this that or that. We talk, we hang out, you know, whatever you gotta say to justify it and minimize it in your mind. Uh, but it still is is using people. It's, it's uh, manipulative too, or can right, right, <laughs> and that's a that's a big thing. Um, People literally will treat you how you allow them to. Um, just like they make time for what they want or who they want. Um, people are 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 good at doing those things, and and unfortunately, they're good at doing those things. For so, in regards to that, um, first, I feel like we have to be respectable to ourselves as as men, um, and knowing what those standards and those boundaries are. Lack of boundaries, lack of defined boundaries, uh, kill a lot of friendships, kill a lot of relationships, um, kill, kill a lot of connections, um, because there is no definition of what is the standard. And I think that's something that needs to be established um, 
almost immediately. Um, so that you know, this is where I stand. I don't go below this. Um, of course, I go above this, but I won't go below this standard because this is the standard of how you should be treating me and I should be treating you. Um, and hopefully you agree on that standard. Um, I think that's what's going on right now in the world is that we're setting a standard like, yo, this is unacceptable. Um, comedian uh, Michael Shea said that we're not even um, asking for like equality or equal rights currently. We're just at the baseline of matters. We, we matter. Like, we, we can't be allowed to matter. Um, and so he, you know, went on a rant and it, it was comedic in nature, but you can tell his tone was very serious where he was like, yo, we're, we're not even asking for above and beyond. We're just asking for the standard of matters. And the fact that we can't even get that says a lot about this world and this country. Man, well, I don't know if we're wrapping up or anything like this for this discussion, but the, <laughs> this whole movement that we're going through right now of... Mm-hmm saying black lives matter and people are originally saying yo can you just get the cops to stop killing us for no right. reason can can you just get that to stop and, and i was sad that, that there's more than just the, cops involved and there's like racist people coming out hanging people and so, right you know? so there's right. that too so it's like yo black lives matter across the board can you just stop killing us for no reason and then letting people get away with it and the response to that is we're going to change some logos and we're going to fix some names. Like, okay. Or, New street or, signs not going to do anything. Or all lives matter. And I'm like, if all lives matter, then black lives would matter. But they yeah. don't right, matter right now. because we're a part of that. Right, but, exactly. So I'm caught up between the, the logos and stuff because, I mean, on one hand, it's like, yo, I'm, I'm glad that you guys are realizing that some of this stuff is racist. Good kudos to you guys for uh, taking down some of these statues. I I don't remember if I said this on the last pod or recently, but it didn't dawn on me until somebody posted that the Confederacy was only four years. Yeah, it was a high school stint. And this whole time, <laughs> my whole life, with people waving that damn flag, I'm thinking that the Confederacy was just this joint that lasted for years. It was four years. Well, four fucking years. There's a bunch mm-hmm. of hicks that went to high school with me, and they would, like, have that on their truck and stuff. And I'd just be like, dude, they lost. Why what? are you repping that? <laughs> right. They right. lost. It was only four years, my guy. Four <laughs> years. Four fucking years. And you guys are waving this flag like it's something that you were born in. People were born into it and raised in and lived it. Like, no, nobody right. lived a confederacy. Yeah, like, nobody. <laughs> Cubs fans before 2016 or 17 went in the World Series, like, yeah, we're so good. It's like, you guys haven't won since Abraham Lincoln was president. Right. <laughs> since baseball first started right. and shit, like. Right. Man, that's... Um, right. I guess I kind of forget what my original point is, but uh, the, the Black Lives Matter... Huh? It's about the logos and everything. Yeah, it's... Oh, yeah. So, I hope that... I appreciate that kind of change because it is a change, you know, but it's not the change that people were asking for. These are minor things that can be changed along the way, but the major change is like, yo, can can cops be reformed? And I think that's happening little by little, which is good. Um, the bills that are being rolled out and the possible of uh, the possibility of money being 
move from the police to education. Like, I hope they don't completely defund the police organization because we do need officers running around, but we need the right officers running around. Right. And we should have, we should place more value on education than we do on militarization. Yeah. I've always sure. believed it. For sure. For sure. I think, right. and I think when we talk about these like different policy changes and us being, us realizing um, what's happening or being, you know, mindful of how we're treating each other and people. And another, that, that that's a good thing that you bring up, um, the, not completely getting rid of police because abolishing the police as it stands, I mean that that is a whole different that's a whole different cup of tea. That like really is it should just be a standard, which is what we're talking about. Um, finding standards and sticking to those standards. It should be a standard or a level of we won't go below this when it comes to hiring and training police officers. If a doctor, right. if a doctor um, cuts me open and um, fucks some shit up, I can sue him for malpractice. Nine times out of ten, that goes, works in my favor. I mean, the percentages show that a lot of doctors, um, you know, when they are sued and successfully... Um, I mean, their sued. hospitals pay for really good lawyers, yeah. They got them on deck. <laughs> like, when, they, when they're sued for like that, if it, if it goes or in the... the you know, direction of the patient, those doctors' career is over. Like, that follows them, that stays with them. You know, they've done something wrong. And, and that is the thing about police officers. Like, not only should we be making sure that you are in school, that you are trained, you should have a degree in psychology before you can be a fucking mm-hmm. police officer, damn near. Like, you should be... Instead the, just moving them from a, to a different department. Right, exactly. So not mm-hmm. only should your training be more extensive than six months or six weeks in a fucking police academy. Fuck that. You need to go to college to be a police officer, you ask me. But not only that, but when you do something, your career should be over. If you've done something wrong, you've killed a fucking man, your career, that needs to follow you. And actually, actually, if I'm not mistaken, Trump just passed something um, this past week in which that is actually added um, I don't know what the entire bill was. I know it's, some of it was in response to what's been going on with the George Floyd thing. And he did say that if you are convicted or you have um, are fired for doing, you know, some illegal shit or the wrong type of crime or like murder or police brutality, you that follows you. They, that doesn't, you can't be rehired. Right, you can't be shuffled yeah, to yeah. a different state. Yeah, exactly. Man, grain of salt. That's what, they, they've tried to change things all the time they had like okay now you're gonna wear cameras on your vest it's okay and, then and they would turn them off them or off. leave them off then they're like okay now you have to keep them on at all times but they'll still like turn them off or edit or you know just like you can't win it's kind of like tra- when people are trying to make guns illegal it's like you're, people are still gonna get their hands on them it's mm-hmm. just the people that you can't that you need to do something about it's right. not the laws like so what do you cody I'm, I'm curious since we're in this in this in this realm right now um, what do you think needs to happen with police, or like, what what would you see be a, the the next change that needs to go on? Man, there's a reason I'm not in charge. I just know something needs to be done because this is not anything that's new. It's a, right. We just and we're sick of the same, the same old, same old. I mean, when we when we speak on things like this and we talking about gaining standards, whether it be for our you know fellow African American women or people gaining standards for how they treat minorities in this country. When you talk about that, um, you do 
seem to keep hitting this like or this like revolving door where the same thing keep keep happening. So when you talk about creating a standard, does it go into law reform or does it go into like is the final is the final um thing that we all have to come back to is that we need to tear this motherfucker down and rebuild the foundation because the, the foundation was always faulty i mean i mean since this started the whole idea of police um was always a, a corrupt idea um it eventually transformed us to something that was notable at one time but even then there were still instances where um it, it did what it was designed to do and that was to oppress a certain people um the thing about it is um fundamentally what you should do is disband disbar the whole thing and restart from scratch um and then really scrutinize and focus on those ideals that are um, in favor of serving and protecting plain and simple um the, th the thing about it is no matter what you do um there's always going to be that one person that, that one person who has their belief system that differs from the standard the thing about that is though is that there should be consequences that are enforced and that's what the main problem is currently um there's also there's always the the argument of uh black on black crime and all lives matter but when it boils down to it, um, there was a saying that, that said it's not um, um, black lives versus white lives, it's black lives versus racism. And honestly, it should be all lives versus racism because everybody should be coming together against racism because that's right. what this is about. This is about police brutality. This is about racist attacks. Um, and this is about the killing and unethical murder um, murder is not ethical usually, but just to, 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 to hammer it home, the unethical murder and the systematic destruction of black people, because that's what it is. And in order to really get to that standard, there has to be an ex not necessarily an example, but there has to be strict consequences in place that don't uh, deviate from what needs to be done if the line should be crossed for these people. Because when black kills black, black goes to jail for a long time, if not killed um, in prison. When um, police, white, or other kills black, they get a light sentence, they get to go home. And that's what the frustration is, and that's what the outrage is about, is that the system, even though it wasn't designed to be um, fair or equal, it now should be because we have a, a more conscious um uh, stream of thought regarding what is right and what is wrong, but the system still is doing what is wrong because it's protecting those that are doing the wrong acts that are designed and that are uh, ascribed in the law. So that's what this definitely needs to happen. Where that it takes that critical mass, as I was talking about um, last week, where we burn, as you so eloquently put it, this motherfucker down, uh -huh. or. Um, there is a destruction of the system in place to reinstitute or institute a new system that is fair across the board. <laughs> right on, right on. Is that uh, final words to wrap up your segment, Russ? Well, we can end it right there. Um, I want to continue on this uh, Black Lives as far as men is concerned, and we'll pick up that um, next week. But just... Um, 
in this time, in this quarantine time, as I've always said, um, really look towards those things that um, promote us becoming better as humans. Because um, although people don't like the phrase, I don't see color, you need to see color. Because yes. you need to recognize that this one specific color is being destroyed um, on a regular basis. And you should be working to promote um, that equity and that love and that support for each other. Hell yeah. And um, I have no transition from that. <laughs> <laughs> Quit monkeying around. <laughs> Oh, God, here we go. No, honestly, (laughs) there were really no uh, fucked up stories of the week, and I tried going through a bunch of different uh, news sources and things like that. A lot of, again, a lot of uh, news stories are focusing on the policies that are happening, not just in the U.S., but around the world. There are riots and things happening across the world, and that's been happening way before um, the Black Lives Matter movement here or the most recent Black Lives Matter movement here in the U.S. Um, You you got plenty of deaths and things like that. So it's that's what a lot of the news stories have been focusing on this week, it seems. I guess there was a... We're getting that Sahara dust cloud thing that's coming to... (laughs) That's interesting. Apparently, uh, there's a dust cloud that happens every year. It's not just this year. It happens every year. It's just this particular dust cloud is super fucking big and is actually going to be doing some damage to the southern states this weekend and early parts of next week. Out of everything that I've read, that was one of the more interesting things. Um, In honor of our episode 69, that's what she said, episode or whatever we're going to call this one, I did find this one article, (laughs) which goes... There's a sex addict who was trying to sue Amazon, um, Amazon's owned video platform, Twitch, for $25 million because it has, quote, too many scantily clad gamers that left him excited and he injured himself. He, quote, unquote, injured himself. He was masturbating so much that he injured his penis and he was trying to sue Twitch for 25 mil for... Um, Emotional and physical damage. First of all, isn't <laughs> isn't Twitch for video games? Yeah. yeah. So it's a streaming service. It's not necessarily for video games. It's just a streaming oh, okay. service. Okay, because I was so, trying oh, to really? say, you little freaky yeah. ass boy, you little freaky yeah, ass. Some people, they um, they do movie reviews, they do TED talks, if you will. Um, a lot of it has been geared towards video game, um, but it was originally just a streaming service to get out of YouTube. Oh, well, that's fun. That's the fun fact. Uh, <laughs> so is he playing? Well, is he playing his Nintendo? Judge. Is he playing his Nintendo sixty nine on there? Looking at. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there is, there is an overabundance of Twitch thoughts, as they call them, um, who <laughs> pander, pander for likes and subscribe. I mean, Twitch it is stock? a s- subscription based service, so. Um, the best way you get subscriptions is, is being half naked, I guess, and do. S- crazy stuff. Like, there's a girl up there who's crushing watermelons with her, with her legs and stuff like that. Like, it's a lot, a, a lot of randomness on Twitch. Did Almost as much score? as TikTok, but... <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I thought, 
I thought it was just a video game platform. I, I don't have Twitch, and I mean, I really don't know much about it. I really thought it was just people with the video cam on, and they would have one screen focused on whatever game they're playing, and the other uh, camera angle is their face. Yeah, and I true. guess I guess that's what this dude was getting off on because there's lots of women with their titties out and stuff like that playing video games, but he's not caring about the video games. He's looking at these chicks, and yeah. Entering and the watermelons. <laughs> yeah, but it's not really a fucked up story. It's kind of funny, mm. if anything, that uh, he tried to sue Twitch for it. He, his case isn't going to win. I, apparently, he's known for trying to sue Sony and other video game platforms <laughs> or similar things, and uh, he never wins any of them. So Princess that Peach was, was looking mighty fine this year. What you guys doing to me? <laughs> Right, wait till he goes and starts watching The Incredibles and other... Um, And then the fun fact has also nothing to do with sex, but it is a fun fact. The Himalayan honeybee... Oh, hey, McCoy like this. The Himalayan honeybee, (laughs) the largest of the honeybees, makes a hallucinogenic honey that people collect. They get high off of honey. Where do they sell this honey at? I mean, it's asking, literally like asking for a friend. Work. Asking for a friend. Literally coming home from work and be like, "Hi, honey." <laughs> literally. But um. Right. Huzzah! Thanks, Cody. Oh, this tea tastes amazing. Right. <laughs> That's what honey. she said. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but that is episode sixty-nine of Not Politically Correct. It's the homie TS, aka C Nova. You know, I gotcha, and you can find me on Twitter at CNovaKPZ. You know, I've been saying that for 69 episodes now, and I don't think I've gotten any new followers from this, and I appreciate that. I kind of appreciate that. I don't have people trying to add me. I love it. Well, do you have you 69 followers? For 69. Huh? Damn it. No, Cody, you, you first. I was just going to say that. You haven't said that for 69 episodes because we started the pod out and you'd be like, yeah, don't follow me. Just, I'm not giving you anything. Oh, that means people are following instructions. <laughs> <laughs> it's your boy, Grim McCoy, a.k.a. Miss What to Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. Uh, Freaky Deaky Ass Edie. And you can follow me. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> um, you can follow me at Grim McCoy KPZ on Twitter and uh, Grim McCoy Rebel on uh, Snapchat. Cody. It's Cody. See the record and everything. What's up? All right. Uh, Russ, the bar man. Teddy Russ. School Wars Q. Uh, rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the bus crashing into a dubster. <laughs> bus caught a flat. <laughs> <laughs> You can actually find me um, on Snapchat. Username X-ray D E C K Z underscore R Y D E T, but the name is Thaddeus Snapchatius. And then on IG at Candy Cupidity C A N D I D underscore C U P I D I T Y. I D I T Y. I D I T Y. You're gonna die. This is what you're after his daddiest Snapchatiest, I was like, wait, is there a sound effect for that one too? Because he's pausing for a while. <laughs> what does daddy, that sound mean? Daddy, daddy, the snatty, daddy, the snatty. And you can follow us on Facebook. 
like the page on Facebook, NPC Podcast, not politically correct. Wow, also, we just gained a lot of white followers. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, look out for our barber, barbershop quartet album. Um, but, you can catch me at the library. Boom, boom, do doom, do doom. Um, also, we are uh, we are also. <laughs> I just picture you with like a the top hat and a cane, like dancing off stage. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Um, you can find us on Twitter as well at uh, Not PC Podcast, and you can listen to us on all those great things that you like listening to shit on. So like SoundCloud, um, the podcast app, uh, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, all of that shit, man. Find us, like us. Um, listen to us and tell us what you think, man, because we just want to know how great we are. Because we are narcissistic and we are internet people. Mm. Head ass. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but on that note, uh, stay freaky, everybody. And gang, bang. <laughs> oh, my God.